Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and gamers of all ages. It is us. Your relaxing hosts for the evening, the Blind Force Gamers. As you know, it is I, Game Goblin, your host, here to send you into the land of role-playing with some soothing advice for your gaming enjoyment. Along with me this afternoon is... Kazarkan, the Lord Dragon. And... Oh yeah, brother, it's Darth Blasphemous! Hail to the dark side! And with that, relaxation time is over. So let's get into today's topic. <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to let you know what it's like with an AI GM, our topic for the day. That's right. Uh, oh, boy. So I, uh, I managed to grab a hold of the future of gaming, if one can call it that. It, it's in beta. Let's call it like it is here. It's still in development. Beta, it's in gamma. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I will. I will do definitely give props to the team running the website because they're on a shoestring budget. They're not making a lot of money, unfortunately. Uh, this could be the future of gaming. So I decided, you know, I, I looked it up and I'm like, hey, it's an artificial intelligence that you can game with. <clears throat> Holy shit, this is actually kind of awesome. And me being who I am, I like to embrace the future from time to time, not exactly delve into my old man moments constantly. Yeah, what are those? Yeah, my knees swelling up. I guess there's works on the hill. Anyway. <laughs> orcs, the only cure for elves. Anyhow. <laughs> so, I experimented with this artificial intelligence a little bit. It's on AIDungeon.io or AIDungeon.com. And it's a very, very super simple setup. It feels very nostalgic in a lot of ways. So makes yeah, it- it's a lot of a, it, it, it's a, it basically is like a text adventure, right? This is the scenario. What do you do? What do you say? Exactly. What, how does things go? It's, it, it's that simple. It, it's basically like playing an old school mud or an old school mush from the pre-internet days. Uh, a lot of text, a lot of reading. Uh, I don't mind that, as long as the story is, like, creative or engaging. <laughs> or, and by creative, this was very creative. Uh, I mean, wow. So, to put it in perspective, I didn't run the sit in the same game as these guys did, because... Oh, uh, look at your microphone, please. Oh, uh, alright. Your audience is over there. <laughs> so, I was not in the same game as these guys. I did a solo one because of my work schedule and other such... And oh my god, this thing went forward and then 90, and then it did a loop de loop and a barrel roll, and it looked like Sky King until it crashed. Ironically, <laughs> uh, I, I will say there are some good points about this, and there are some bad points. So, this today's topic of gaming with an AI, uh, for you, our listeners, is definitely going to segue into. Things a dungeon master should definitely remember. So this is all we're gonna, we're going to scale it back here to like our early days of podcasting <laughs> uh, when we gave out early advice to GMs. And I think it's time we hash into that uh, category again for any new listeners and new subscribers. Just some basic stuff to go over. You know, just revisit the past a little bit. And the AI is looking at the future. 
So we're going to do a little bit of looking in the future and for fun and uh, doing jutsu on a dragon for no fucking reason. And we're going to look at the past and give some advice to uh, any GMs out there listening. Uh, anything this uh, artificial intelligence does, don't do. <laughs> I mean... Yes and no. There, the, the one really good thing that it does is roll with the fucking punches. If it can, if you can roll with the punches as well as the AI and act, and here's the key part: actually keep vaguely focused. You're doing all right. Yeah. Um, if so, you if yeah. you fail at both of those combined, in on one side or the other, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> you're, you're gonna have a bad time. Okay, I, I will definitely suggest to our listeners, if you do decide to check out AIDungeon.io and go through an adventure yourself, uh, remember, the more serious you try to roleplay your character, the more lunacy you will encounter. If you try to engage the artificial intelligence and do a serious adventure in any of its settings, whether it's fantasy, mystery, cyberpunk, uh, zombies, anything like that, if you walk into this... Uh, thinking you're going to be a serious character in a serious world, you're in for a fucking surprise, I tell you that. Because things will go sideways within, like, three to ten paragraphs. Quick. Not even paragraphs, three to ten entries. Yeah, about that. I believe we made it about ten before I started to go sideways, which was actually really cool, because I never tried this in multiplayer before, and Kazrakan was gracious enough to hop on board with me, and... I, I roped in a couple of my roommates, too, because yeah. fuck it, why not? Well, your paladin roommate gave up early on, but Doc <laughs> Mar- uh, yeah, Doc Martin stuck it out. He was one of our previous hosts on the website and on the podcast. Uh, really cool dude. Awesome sauce that he jumped in on this, and all three of us laughed our asses off <laughs> for about four hours straight. <laughs> I know you two were. Uh, from my vantage point, I was in tears, literally. Like, there was times I just set my cigarette down, I set my drink down, and I just couldn't do anything but laugh. <laughs> there were I there were half a dozen good moments where I was just struggling to breathe because I was laughing, laughing so damn hard, just gasping for breath, laughing some more, gasping again. It, I muted my mic for those, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was over there, and I, you guys actually, I know you could hear me, because uh, I found out recently that if I try to cover my mic, it you guys can work. still hear me talking. <laughs> and there was a few times where my smoker's hat came in pretty hard, and I know you guys heard it. Uh, and I've, I've done a lot of work with this AI over the week. I've been screwing around with it with every possible way that I can to try to role play. And thus far, I have not found a dead man's chest or Davy Jones' locker. Uh, I do know, however, uh, as explained to me by Mr. Blasphemous over here, the Sith Lord himself, he tried a murder mystery the other day. Yeah, it, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, how'd it go? So it started out, I was hunting for uh, a group of cultists responsible for people going missing outside of Chicago. I shot a dude in the woods, went up to him, he was dead by the time I got to him. I searched him, found a notebook with a hotel name and a list of names. So what do I do? I type in, go to hotel. I went to the hotel, charged to get a room just so I could look around. And then it was like, you see a, a large man with an animal cage, and he sets it down in the hallway and then goes into his room. I was like, I check out the animal cage. 
And when I said I observe the animal cage, it's like, well, you put your face right up to it and a ferret bites you. And, you know, you back away and it takes off the tip of your nose. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> oh. We want to talk about Dr. Bad Touch? Um, so, yeah, cautionary doc- tale here. Dr. Bad Touch. Hey, hey. Was that the time I had it on Not Safe for Work? That is correct. That is, okay, yeah, I did. Because it does have settings in the AI itself to have it set for safe mode and not for sa- uh, not for safe for work. Not safe for work will include... Sex. Yeah, sex. <laughs> It'll include it. Um, and I, I wanted to give, like, the full Monty... Uh, there's also one for uh, no cursing. Yeah, there's some, a, safe mode them... is no cursing, no gore, and... For our first time between me, Kaz, and Doc Martin, I just wanted to show off everything, everything this AI had to offer possible in one go. <laughs> mistakes uh, were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> that is my bad. I will own it. And as Kazer Kan just said, we ran into Dr. Bad Touch. In his Museum of Monsters, which, you know, from what it, it was implying, they it, were... Petrified? It was in gold or something? There was gold statues that were like petrified. With like extreme focus on it to use the G, the AI's words, erogenous zones. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the images of the painted monsters on the ceiling. Painted monsters on the ceiling. And the AI had to specifically say it has awesomely uh, or fantastically fantastically, yes, it used the word fantastic a lot. Uh, fantastically detailed erogenous zones. And I'm just like walking away, <laughs> and we, we get down into the uh, bottom of the staircase after running five separate staircases I and think, possibly a hallway. I think it was five. Yeah, I think that's about right. Somewhere we, that was a lot of downhill run. A lot of downhill run, and we wind up in a museum in uh, Doctor Grolgersham, whatever his name was. Groly, Groly. Yeah, Doctor Groly. Uh, introduces himself as the curator of the museum, and we start talking to him, and now he's like, take off your clothes. And I'm like, no. And he's like, take off your clothes. <laughs> no. And then the AI says, you take off your clothes. And I'm like, I did not input that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was my mistake of turning not safe for work mode on. I mean, off. And <laughs> ran into Dr. Bad Touch and a few other scenarios. And it was amazing, though. Oh, yeah. And we, like, hmm, should we talk about item permanence? No, or no, per, or we'll, we'll, survival. Get to, we'll talk to item survival and pertinence. What I want to do, though, real quick, is cover on what Doc Martin did later when he kept trying to make out with the Baroness. <laughs> we already know the AI is ready and willing to give us scenarios that are uncomfortably erotic. And Doc Martin couldn't do it to save his fucking life. He is all over that NBC Baroness. <laughs> They introduce this Baroness, and he is all over her, making, like, overtures and stuff. And it actually looks like the AI is actually working with him on a couple of times. When he says, I flew too high to the sun, and I might burn off my wings just for you. No, he's like, I flew high, too high to the sun. Like, it, it was a tone of regret, the way that he said it in person. Yeah. The AI didn't pick up on it, yeah, though. The, it's oh. like, I flew, too, I flew too close to the sun. I'm burning now. I'm burning now. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it looked like him, the, the uh, from my point, uh, uh, my desk anyway, it looked like him and the Baroness were hitting it off. And then he goes after the Baroness, trying to get frisky with her. In a different throne room. And the AI completely ignores it. Absolutely ignores it. keeps running the scene in another part of the castle entirely. Right. We were in the throne room, the two of us, and we were dealing with, I think, the Shadow King. Yeah, we were dealing with... I was trying to flirt with the Shadow King. 
Because the AI gets gender confused. A lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, uh, for, okay, for uh, for reference, I don't know if you would encounter this in your gameplay over there with your murder mystery. I intentionally, when we started the game, I made a female character. Okay. Uh, and I was going with the concept that my female character was a sorcerer. Or yeah. sorceress. Somehow I turned into a dude. Then I turned into a woman again. Only when I kept reminding the AI that I'm a woman. It took him a lot of hamming. It took a lot of hamming. It's well, like, what's fair. a girl got to do to get a drink around here? The next line, he. The first word of the AI's response, he. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, in, in our playthrough, I was gender flipping like crazy because it was one of those things I wanted to actually show to those two. <laughs> and it is a warning to you, our listeners, that if you try to play a female character, even though if you use the little box at the bottom of it of what should the AI remember, and you type in that uh, my character is a girl or my character is a sorceress, the AI will just randomly forget these things. Even if you're like, remember this crap. So if anybody does go there and they intend to play a female character or... Even a male character, it'll even, flip. Yeah, even a male character, it will randomly flip. Or you'll just suddenly have the genitalia of the other, even though you have the pronoun of the other. It's like the AI just... Flips or It doesn't understand its shit. It's still learning. It's still learning. You know, and like, it is a very creative six-year-old. It who's is. been taught things that he shouldn't, that they should not know. Dude, it is the internet. What is, is the, the first it. thing people do with the internet when you can type whatever you want? That's right. You give a little kid a marker and you walk away for 15 seconds and say, write whatever you want on the wall. The kid will either write one of two things. You know, I love cartoons or fuck. Now, it's the it, internet. If it's a combination of two, then you gotta worry a little. True, true, true. Um... Yeah, so you did your murder mystery, and you pointed out, you know, they flip-flops on you, and I tried stuff, and I've been really screwing with this, but I will give props to the, to the AI for one thing in particular. Uh, they're running a event right now, uh, actually, as we're recording this, it won't be taking place much longer, mm. that's Halloween-themed. Oh, dear. And one of the scenarios is a zombie invasion scenario. And I engaged with the zombie invasion scenario to play around with it. Dink. You know, just mess up. I intentionally decided, and I've been doing this all week, but this was a different screw with the AI thing. So I intentionally decided I'm going to mess with the AI. Because I'm a dick. <laughs> Shit's funny, though. Shit's funny as fuck. <laughs> and I intentionally decide that for this zombie invasion, my character is going to be a poorly spoken redneck. Get her done. Oh, boy. Well, golly. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically typing this stuff in phonetically. You know, like, I live in Nimdar Trailer Park. Let's go over yonder and get some bear. So I, I intentionally go out of my way to misspell stuff and talk like a redneck and the basic stereotypes that come along with it. He, again, he's the fucking AI, with the AI. I'm fucking with the AI, and the AI actually kept up with me. It would give me legitimate, credible responses. It even got to the point where some of the NPCs I was talking to were parroting. We're starting to do things like get or gotten. <laughs> or, you know, it would say, oh, I was watching wrestling. So the AI was keeping up with me, and I will give it props to that, that the AI is actually clever enough 
to figure out that I'm playing a badly speaking Southern uh, stereotype yeah. and is keeping up with me on this. The rest of the adventure was bullshit. <laughs> Absolute bullshit. <laughs> but I will give it props for keeping up with me for being an uh, intentional dork on the keyboard. <laughs> the fact that the AI was able to keep up with that, and I did find out uh, thanks to translation programs that are on a different website, of course they're all over the place. I myself was using Babblefish. You can do data entry in a foreign language. I got bored. I'm in the middle of a scenario, and I'm like, you know what? How do I say this in French? So I opened up the translator, English to French, type in my phrase, translate the French, copy, paste. And it would answer back to my inquiry in eloquent English. Mm. So it understands foreign languages as well. Yeah, it's it's spooky like that. It is spooky. Um, now, it also gets some anime references and not others. True. Uh, which amuses us. It got the Naruto references all over the place. Uh, of course, Kaz, myself, and Doc Martin... Um, <laughs> we were trying to be serious, and we're fighting a dragon, and I'm starting to lose a little bit by doing stupid things like climbing in the dragon's mouth and punching it in the throat. Or, you know, like, it, that dragon had it out for you. Oh, it totally had it out for me, but... Like, full-on DM murder mode. It was in full DM murder mode. It had me targeted, and... It I, was like... Yeah. It was like, at one point, you know, the dragon has Goblin's character in his claws... And you know is about to raise it to his to the dra the dragon's about to raise her to his it, its mouth to you know crunch yeah uh you know snack time and at one point I'm just like fuck it I throw my mace and try and dislodge the dude okay it hits it bounces off and it's still going and Doc Martin goes use shadow clone jutsu yep. Doc Martin goes, I use Shadow Clone Jutsu. Because we were we were all kind of like, okay, we get it. Now shut up and let us proceed. The Jutsu references became a running joke. In fact, I have the entire transcript up on our website and the <laughs> blog. Uh, for anybody who cares to read how much we abused Jutsu in that adventure, uh, Doc Martin started it by using Shadow Clone Jutsu. I remember when I died. Like, yep. I, I legitimately died about three quarters of the way in the campaign or oh, the yeah. adventure. And it, and it wasn't even like a, a combat death. It was a straight up Harry Carry. Yeah, I was a straight. No, yeah, I was a straight up Harry Carry. Or I got. No, I think it was assassinated. No, you killed. You straight up. You offed yourself with a blade. Oh. Straight up decapitate yourself. Yeah. And, and Martin's like. Or Doc Martin's like. Uh, use shadow magic to revive him. And it worked. No, no. I revived myself with Resurrection Jutsu. <laughs> it's right there in the fucking print, dude. I copy-pasted that word for word. So I kill myself, and uh, I use Resurrection Jutsu. And after a little while, it just wakes up. And it does. It actually, like, the AI explains that I do, like, the ninja hand movements and slowly come back to life. Just auto-response. <laughs> Is dead. Ergo. Yeah, so apparently if you're dead, you can just use... Uh, Jutsu still to resurrect yourself. Because, whatever. And um, on the subject of death, this AI... It doesn't get it. It doesn't get death. It's just not a thing. It does and it doesn't. Like, uh, it depends. Like, uh, it has three modes. 
<laughs> uh, and the mode we were playing on was the creative mode, where technically you cannot die. Even if you die, the, the story will just continue on, like you wake up in your bed kind of stuff. The next two modes down, uh, the third mode is permanent death, no, way, no back button. The second mode, if you die, you can back button and try to redo your last move to undo your death. Right. And the AI does also, like you said, have very little concept of death. Uh, like I explained <laughs> to you guys, I got irritated in one adventure I was on, walked to the 23rd floor of a building, and swan dived off the top of it, only to be uh, picked up off the sidewalk by somebody. Wasn't it like a busboy? Yeah, it was like well, a busboy or something picks me up after I land on the pavement and takes me inside to the spaceport. <laughs> Total non-secure. Yeah. And what? I, I was totally trying to commit seppuku by jumping off a building, and the, the AI is like, no, nah, no, nah, you live. 23 stories 20 with no fall protection, no no real effort to try and save yourself. That is splat crunch. That is splat crunch, but I, I survived because apparently the busboy wanted me to go to the spaceport. Right. Now, uh, the NPCs side. <laughs> Those motherfuckers are damn near immortal. Like they, they die at the scripted points, and that's it. Uh, no. Actually, NPCs are just as willy-nilly as the players. Last night, in fact. Ooh, ooh uh, this is new. Last night, I decided to start up a cyberpunk adventure. Because, again, I like to fuck with the AI. Right. Uh, this story does not involve fucking, because I am not that kind of person. Especially with the character I was playing. Fucking is the last thing on my mind. Because I decided, I'm going to play a ten-year-old child. Yeah, no, you're too young for that. At least you would think. Uh, and I have a teddy bear. And the AI, uh, and we will bring this up into uh, storytell or storytelling and game mastering hints. The AI kept throwing NPCs at me constantly. And I didn't want to meet these NPCs because I'm playing a 10-year-old child. And the, the, the AI's like, yeah, a man in a red cloak with a hook for a hand approaches you and says, hey, kid, I'm your friend. I'm like, nope. <laughs> All aboard the nope train. And Population like, meet. Bye. Yeah, and then, like, this guy walks up and he's got, like, really gaunt skin and looks like a corpse. He's like, hey, kid, are you lost? And I'm like, I'm headed that way. Fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> because a 10-year-old kid should not trust strangers who look like a fucking corpse. Uh, unless they're, like, really close family and, you know, grandpa's on the edge of death anyway. And you, like, you have to already know someone. Especially, like, Stranger Danger. That's yeah. a fucking thing. Exactly. So I was doing the Stranger Danger aspect, and I got pissed at the amount of NPCs it was throwing at me that any child in their right mind who listens to any advice about creepy people would run away from. And so you know, I'm it's like, giving the, giving it adventurer types. Yeah, because it thinks you're doing adventure. Or the people would come up to me and start saying things that didn't sound right to. And of course, I'm playing ten year old mindset. I'm like, if I was ten, I would not listen to this motherfucker. I would kick them in the yarbos and leave. <laughs> Fuck this shit! I'm out. I would scream and try to gouge out their fucking eyeballs. Come on. <laughs> but as uh, going back full circle to what you were saying about NPCs and character death. I got pissed. 
And about the fifth or sixth NPC that came up and was trying to get like, hey kid, how's it going? I'm like, you know what? My kid is now a laboratory experiment who's overly telepathic and has psychokinesis. Fuck this noise. I'm out. My character is now like an escaped orphan from a laboratory, okay? We're, we're just going to go full-on evil corporation laboratory in the cyberpunk game. Wouldn't and be I, the first. And like... Every fucking NPC it throws at me after that is just another replay of the movie Scanners. Heads exploding everywhere. <laughs> NPC walks in, I'm like, nope, boom, head explodes. They all died. Well, except for one of them tried to get away, so I uh, impaled him with a lamp using my psychokinetic powers. And then he died. <laughs> after having his head exploded. So I took a little extra to kill a headless dude. Uh, yeah, the, the AI doesn't seem to understand death because, like, characters will behead themselves. Like, I did get beheaded during the game we played. I do remember now. Um, because that was when Doc Martin was studying, studying shadow magic. Yeah. And then, um, I congratulated him and then for no reason just cut my own head off. Yeah, the AI's responses were not brilliant. Yeah. Martin, Doc Martin, of course, you know, being the fantastic, oh, well, that's how this is. I use shadow magic to revive my friend. Yeah. Dink. Dink. Reanimate. Now alive. So, No uh, worse for wear. We're, 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 I, I know I'm really uh, fucking hogging the shit out of the microphone. It's, and... it's, it's pretty fair. <laughs> the stories. Seriously. Seriously, guys. If you read none of the other blogs on our website, read this one. Yeah. And afterwards, <laughs> go on to Reddit because there are some really awesome posts of people taking screenshots. And I wish I took a screenshot last night in the cyberpunk game where I'm playing a little kid. Because I finally meet an NPC I like. And it was like after 14, 15 dead NPCs plus a battery of others. <laughs> I finally meet one NPC who's actually like legitimately trustworthy. You know, earned it. And then the uh, fucking AI tries to kill him off immediately afterwards, and I'm like, no, I got psycho powers, now I got psycho healing, fuck you. I'm keeping this in BC. <laughs> no, I like I'm, this one, it's one of mine. And as I'm walking along with this NPC back to their apartment, when they say, you know, they're going to help me out, I asked him, you know, because uh, the AI will put words in your mouth, and I'm like, hey, what kind of cats do you, do you have any pets? The NPC I'm traveling with says, well, I have a cat, and it's black. My character responds by going, a black cat? That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I fucking lost it. I'm like, who the fuck wrote... Who the fuck taught the AI to say this shit? <laughs> that's racist. She's like, yeah, I used to have a cat. It was black. And I'm like, that's racist. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why would my character say such a thing? Especially if you're doing cyberpunk, they've already passed that time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I don't know. Just, I wish I took a screenshot of that, because that was definitely screenshot worthy. You should have. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have our entire transcript down on our website, as I said. Uh, except you... for the very last, uh, like, 20 minutes of it. I just cut that out, because that was just... Basically, when we give up, when we kept trying to advance the story in the AI, it just kept writing bullshit. Yeah. And it wasn't us interacting with the AI anymore. Yeah, we're just like, okay. Yeah, we This is AI playing on its own. Yeah, we, Click. we just let the AI play on its own. I cut out the last few paragraphs of the AI doing that. Uh, so, you were an inspector. We, we did not actually try the mystery campaign. How would you 
See, I figured you guys wouldn't. Just my my inner instinct was like, they're not going to do this, so I'm going to. So I went through and started out. I was like, I'm a detective. My name is Bill. Pretty run-of-the-mill, right? That's pretty standard. And like I said, so there was a fucking ferret incident. Which then after that, I'm like, well, I go to the room I paid for and like bandage myself up. So it does this big old spiel about how I try stopping the blood and like bandages and I found a needle and thread to sew up what I could and I'm like I all I said was I I, I bandage up my nose and it went into detail. Um <laughs> gruesome detail. And then I'm like, well I sleep it off or the it's like, yeah, you sleep it off hoping the pain will help you fall asleep because it's the most you'll get all week. Hoping the pain will help you fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay then. That is another thing the AI does. Like, you know, you wake up and then go back to bed kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get buried alive with two concubines, Gobble? Yes I did. Uh for no fucking reason whatsoever I would uh we think that we think it was when we were giving last rights to one of the NPCs for some reason. Uh, I we would... had we had killed this character and declared him, yes. declared him the Shadow King, so that that train would stop too. Yeah, it's just like, and, and for some weird reason, I decided to walk into a grave with two concubines and get buried. And that then they AI wake up. fucking hated me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like. All right, we kind of interrupted Blasphemous here, so Wait, carry on, um, dude. You were, like, Bill, pain, sleep, most you'll get all week. I'm trying to remember it. Oh, Y'all took me off track, so... Damn it! Quit fucking interrupting! <laughs> it's his fault this time. Goddamn Canadians. I know, right? <laughs> I should just go work for Border Patrol now. That's right. I, I just love the fact, so, though, that you went to bed hoping the pain would help you sleep. That's what the AI wrote. Um, <sighs> right, so I go back to... To the thing, and it's like, oh, well, you wake up and you go and you try and eat some fucking breakfast. Um, and there's this big guy staring at me. He was the one who had brought the the animal cage in. And I, I'm like, well, I go, I go to the uh, phone booth and call my office. And it's like, oh, welcome to Applebee's. And I'm like, who the fuck? I don't work for Applebee's. Maybe it's code. And I was like, I'll take a. Um, a blue special extra fries. And they're like, okay. And then the AI is like, you sit down and eat your food in your room. And I'm like, alright, I'm magically in my room now. Yes, uh, the, the teleporting locations is a classic of that AI. <laughs> so I, after that, it's like, alright, well, you know what? I'm gonna go head out. And it's like, on your way out, you see the animal cage again. I'm like, well, it really wants me to fuck with this animal cage. I look at it again. The ferret tries to bite you. I kick the cage. You kick open the cage. The ferret escapes. Oh, joy. You feel a sudden pain in your back. Ow. You fall. You get flipped over by this guy who says, Oh, it's been quite a while since, uh, since our last encounter. I really could have gotten used to this fun. And I was like, I shoot the guy. And it's like, you fire wildly and hit him in the head and he drops down. But the ferret has now jumped on your chest and is attacking your face. So I'm like, alright, this is gonna be shit. Uh, I shoot the ferret. You fire at the ferret on your chest. It runs away and then jumps onto the other guy. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. I, I leave. 
you leave. You get um, you get in your car and go back to your office. I'm like, okay, I'm at my office now. Apparently, I had a secretary. Apparently, I go upstairs and to my office and I check the mail. Uh, and the AI writes out this big old paragraph of like, okay, you get this letter from your parents and it's your mom and your dad telling you about how their summer vacation was. There's a picture of them hanging out by the pool. And I'm just like, oh, wow, this is really detailed. Uh, what do I do now? I put the letter down and put the the book I originally got in my locking drawer and I go to see who it was who was waiting on me. And then my secretary is like, there's no one here. You just you just told me there was someone waiting for me. What the fuck? Then, oh. this is where it got good. Okay. Oh. I gotta hear this. Do it. I go, and I, uh, I'm i like, well, I go to the person who was waiting for me, and it's a little kid. And he's like, are there any cool places left? And I'm like, sure, let's go. Not knowing if it's like my character's son or something like that. I'm in the Big Brother program, whatever. Next thing I know, my character magically is transformed into a child. And I'm smoking cigarettes at the edge of a playground at a school, ignoring what a teacher is yelling at me, and I'm waiting for my friends. Then one of my friends shows up and asks me if I want to buy some weed, and I'm like, nah, man, I need some information. The guy's like, nah, I got in trouble for that already. Do you want to try some meth? And I'm just like, whoa! <laughs> okay, then. Information bad. Meth good. What the fuck? I'm, I'm just like... <laughs> Well, I guess this is how my day's going, and I decided to go do some dishes and do some house stuff, so I was like, I'm going to turn this off now. Wow. <laughs> and that that is, yeah, it, it was going left, right, and sideways, but the thing that got me that has stayed with me is I had this giant, like, paragraph, and I wish I knew how to do screen caps, um, of, like, and it's a lovely letter from your folks, and your parents are talking about their camping trip, and, like... It's a picture of them by the pool, and your your dad looks a lot better after his surgery, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's actually really funny how detailed it can get with some of the fluff it brings up. Uh, some of the games I've gone through, it'll drop like this really great exposition, or excellent background stuff, and then just completely... <laughs> forget it. Right. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Uh, I think right now, though, it does bring me up to uh, the GM advice part, uh, considering what the, our adventures with this AI. And I think the two weakest points of the AI are actually the two strongest points uh, for a GM. So for uh, future game masters out there, uh, as you can tell from our stories about messing with this fucking uh, degenerate somewhat apathetic psychopathic possibly schizophrenic with Alzheimer's disease, Alzheimer's like, dementia it has the memory of a sieve it has the memory of a, like, the of a certain SCP computer that I know of uh, the, two, the two things though that I really noticed about this AI dealing with it are probably the two biggest pet peeves players have with the GM and two of the th uh, building block skills, two of the cornerstones the GM can focus on. Mm -hmm. One is consistency. <laughs> if you include a NPC or a location, stick with it. Don't change names, don't change location names. Stay consistent. If, because like, I mean, we were all over the place. Like, 
There were some scenes in our game where there was actually, like, between you guys and some of the NPCs, some really good rapport, and then the NPC would just spin on a dime and try to behead us. Yeah, like, if our you... first NPC was uh, Drake, I think. Oh, fuck Drake. We killed him, like, three times. Dude, it was, like, seven. Are you shitting yeah, me? It was right. seven times. Then they turned into a beast, and we actually straight up fought him, a la a dragon. Yeah. He was basically a dragon fight. Yeah, uh... So, like, yeah, if you include an NPC, and that NPC is friendly to the group, unless you have uh, preordained that that NPC is going to betray the party, or they have ulterior motives, or maybe they just got it in their moral alignment that what the party is doing they disagree with, you know, have a reason for an NPC to become friends or an enemy with the party after introduction. You know, if, if stay consistent. If, if you're trying to build NPCs who uh, feel like realistic 3D characters, then treat them like realistic 3D characters. And if one of them decides to stab a party member in the back, unlike an AI, which will do it all willy-nilly, have a reason for it in your game. Uh, same with locations. You know, if you're talking to the king and the king is talking all friendly-like and says, I want, you know, if you go on this adventure and you get the hand of the princess for completing it, let the players have the reward because a king should be a man of his word. I You'd mean, hope. I, we hope a king is a ruler, and unless the players are like complete dim bats or whatever, the king is given his word, and he's going to lose face if he goes back on his word, especially after a bunch of people put their hands on the line to save his kingdom. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. So be consistent with items, places, and people in your game. That's one of the biggest flaws this AI has. <laughs> is it cannot remember anything or stay on the same page at I've, all I've had family members appear then disappear or descriptions of family members in my games change I have my gender change I have my skill set change I have the antagonist of the story change randomly at the drop of a pin at the drop of a pin and and you yeah. know like there was a and you know Keeping with keeping consistent, actually have a story, and keep your goddamn attention on it, right? The rest of the world might still be going on while your your clowns are goofing off in the, in the stores. That's, you know, realistic. And at the same token, the story still exists. We had to, I shit you not, we spent about ten entries just be like, Hey, where's the quest? Hey, what's a quest? Oh, yeah. Hey, what's a quest? <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, and just browbeating this motherfucking thing into giving us the goddamn story. Yeah. Because it had derailed that bad. And the players, one, if your oh, players yeah. are trying to remind you of the main story, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, if the players are trying to go, hey, we should get back on quest. Where's the quest? And you're like, no. <laughs> something is wrong. We, we, we literally fought with the AI for like 10 entries straight, like you said. We're like, where's the quest? Or we would, like, the uh, AI we, would give us a scenario, and then we'd be like, well, I go here to go seeking the quest. Yeah, we were just all over the fucking place trying to get the quest. <laughs> and another thing with consistency, uh, like you, you're, you're um, your murder mystery character. Uh, you had actually does remind me of uh, point number two, and it's something that younger GMs do. I did it in the past... Uh, unintentionally, of course. Uh, and I still do it from the time to time because I'm an exposition machine. As our listeners know, I do like to grab the microphone and keep going. But 
It's like the Energizer Bunny. Energizer Bunny. And you guys know this because uh, these guys are my Padawans, uh, basically, when it comes to GM training. And eventually they'll become masters and get Padawans of their own and we'll be one big fucking unhappy family. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as long as we don't have some jack-off named Anakin go go run hunting up the youngling. I can't wait to have myself a grandkid game master. When are you going to go out and have find yourself a girl and make me a little baby game master? Yeah, gods know. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> that is a path for disaster. <laughs> oh, God damn, I can't believe that came out of my mouth. Uh, but one of the other things the, the AI will do, and like our adventures go, or you with the goddamn ferret, or any one of my adventures. <laughs> the shirt. The goddamn shirt. <laughs> Boy, that came up from nowhere. Is, it's been a long time since we've had that meme. Yeah. No, I remember it from my game uh, from my game group because for us, it's not the shirt. It's always the elf's hair, even though he's not an elf anymore and he has no hair. Uh, balls. Yeah, yeah, balls. The, the other thing that a GM does, and a very common mistake early on, is railroading. Yeah, I mean, I've been accused of that myself with um, the way I... It's not so much that I create unpassable scenarios, but it's things where if it's magic involved or a deity, the deity is, you know... They're going to win most times. You know, you cannot roll a nat 20 and seduce the god of war. I'm sorry, no roll is high enough. Exactly, you know, it, it. it's one of those things. Like... You get taken into a pocket dimension, and I'm sorry, but the only way out is, well, usually to complete the challenge. It's like being picked out by a god and saying, Haha, complete the challenge or forever exist in the fucking labyrinth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the I can get really railroady at times. Uh, there, like, there's times when where... it wants to focus on the story, you don't have much other option. Yeah, you really and don't. And if it doesn't want to focus on the story... You have to force it to focus on the story. Yeah, like all three of us, especially the first time when we encountered Dr. Bad Touch, all three of us unanimously decided we were going down a path in this game we did not want to go down. We just like we're straight like, up fuck this. All three yeah, of us were straight note. up like, hey, we got our tickets to the note train. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we're, we're like, no, we are not undressing for Dr. Bad Touch. Sorry. And still the AI was like, no, take your clothes off. You can't leave. And then it starts taking our clothes off for us, and we're like, no, fuck you, dude. Stop playing my characters. I don't want to get into a bad touch game. I'm out. So we we used the story command and basically hard wrote that we were at a tavern instead. Yeah, I think that's what we did. Is I got I opened up the story mode and wrote that we all went back to the tavern. Just hard fucking no. So the so that you know the story ran with it, and it turned into a buddies on opposite sides story, as well as having us to dismiss this NPC Bad Touch. Yeah, Dr. Bad Touch still showed up at the fucking tavern after we wrote him out of the game. Yeah, we, like, I I had to go expressly, your services are no longer required after we killed him. Piss off, you bloody wanker. Exactly. Yeah, we did not want to deal with Dr. Bad Touch, and the, the uh, AI still brought him back in. And this is like, uh, and I've done it in the past. I admit that. You know, it's a, it's a learning thing for all of us GMs that we go through. That we, we get an idea in our head and we're like, you know, let's go with this. And the players are like, oh, that's a stupid idea for an NPC. Or they don't want to deal with a particular NPC. And especially in some games, like you, you always have that one player who tries to bring their kinks in the games. Oh, yeah. 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 And as a GM, 
that shit is a no-no zone. Don't try to bring your kinks in with NBC NPCs or any of that stuff. It, it's unless you're doing like a roll twenty game with a bunch of weird people on Discord. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hardest and no. Furthermore. Hardest no with a fucking uh, bitch cherry on top. Okay, no. Yeah, like you you don't do that. That's just. Yeah, so if you include an NPC that makes the players feel uncomfortable and they do everything they can to get away from said NPC... Fucking listen to them! Maybe it's time to say, you know, maybe this NPC is too much of a creep show for my players even though they're not in a dungeon and the NPC was never intended to be a creep show. Something right? about this NPC is creeping my players out. Unintentionally. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, on the subject of listen to your fucking players... There were several times that I noticed. So the GM, the AI GM, has a little bit of a problem with sometimes ignoring players. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, at one point I brought this up over the voice comms. It's like, you know, if this was a real person, you'd have, you'd have packed your shit and left the table because they're ignoring you. I think that uh, it's like the uh, scene where we were dealing with the Baroness. Uh, we meant, yeah. We, we meant to go meet the Shadow King late in the game. <laughs> Doc Martin decides to go chase after the Baroness. Just, just to, like, deal with that off to the side. Yeah, just to deal with that off to the side. And he is writing line after line of flirting with her and snuggling and snogging and other stuff. You know, he's and, having his fun as far as the SFW will allow. And, and the game has already set forth the precedent, uh, the AI, because mistakes were made. I left the not safe for work mode on. Off. Whatever. Uh, no, not not in this one. This was the second batch. Oh, this was the second batch. Yeah, so this was... it was Doc Martin was snogging as much as he could in safe mode. Yeah, he was snogging as much as he could in safe mode, but even then, the AI completely ignored everything he was doing. Yeah, it's just like, I sleep with the Baroness. The in the throne room, the Shadow King goes, so will you give me your army? How are these two things related right now? Well, no, he was off elsewhere, but the uh, storyline kept going. Even though the Baroness had left the room and Doc Martin had followed her, and to do his snogging thing, the AI completely ignored him. And if uh, the AI was a legitimate GM, and I was sitting there watching this interaction of a player going, Hey, can I do something? Hey, can I do something? Hey, can I do something? And the GM is like, no. Or, or outright not hearing them. Or outright just ignoring them. I would be pretty fucking miffed. Even if it's not you. And it has happened to you. Because, yeah. like, you made a comment fairly early in. It's like, you know, Doc Martin's got the magic touch. It responds to what he does. Oh, yeah, he was our good luck charm. <laughs> and the AI just could not... One, it had a serious aggro problem on Goblin's character. Oh, serious. Full tilt aggro. Murder that bitch mode. Yeah, like, every turn. I, I think for a dozen turns... Or so, or yeah. So, yeah, it was just all over me. Every action, the dragon wants to do this to you. And I'm like, I just punched it in the throat. Right? Like, and then the dragon came back after we finished killing it. So it came back. We go to order food. And, you know, I'm kind of impressed that it actually picked up on. So asks the bartender what's for, what's available. And it actually oh, gave yeah. me a menu. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> it actually gave me a menu, which I'm like... Okay, props. It actually gave him a menu. The menu is hilarious. Uh, it was like human heart and... Kobold brains. Kobold brains. I and think there was something from an ogre in there, too. Maybe. I don't it was remember. Like, it was and something like roast duck, kobold brains, and human hearts. It was... 
It was a sideways thing. I mean, it was a dwarf town, but that's still fucked up. Yeah, it was still fucked up, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, looking back on it, uh, if I was to say anything for a new GM, you know, this, this is a great website if you want to just tool around or have a good laugh or get ideas for your game. Um, it's a definitely an excellent resource for that. And it's, it's kind of good if you want to just, you know, putz around. Yeah, if you want to putz around and have a good laugh at how ludicrous the AI responds... Do it! Please do. Like, shit's funny. A lot of the things, you know, especially if you decide, you know, if you are looking into gaming or you're a new GM and you tool around, definitely observe the way the AI treats the way you're playing the game and anything you do not like, uh, whether it is items vanishing, your gender magically changing, or NPCs just having massive personality changes for no reason, or teleporting players without their consent from one location to another. Especially taking player agency away. Oh yeah, and taking player agency away. Look at it from the point of view of being a player. And pretty you, much anything the AI does that irritates you... Don't do. Don't do as a GM, because it's probably going to tick off your players. Yeah. Uh, it, pretty much that simple. Except for ferrets. I kind of like that. The, the <laughs> ferret bit your nose off and then you went to... The pain helped you go to sleep. Apparently. I mean, it was doing the whole thing of... You're the private investigator who can never sleep. You are Night Dick. You are Night Dick? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, it's funnier when you think about the fact that it was probably using it in the historical sense. No, it never called me Night Dick. I I stole that directly from um, Venture Brothers. <laughs> nice. Fair. I think one of the other things, too, is, and you only went on one adventure with it. We did this in our adventure, and I've done it in plenty of others. Uh, one of the things a, a player does to a GM, and it does happen, there is this GM bullying that happens at the table. I've been bullied many times by my players, uh... And, you know, there are times that a GM bullies a player. These things happen. I, I do admit it, and I've been on both sides of the bullying, whether I'm a bullying a GM or a GM is bullying me or another player is bullying a player. It happens, and it's just something we have to grow out of, learn and mature, and, you know, recognize our own faults, because you can't fix something unless you realize it, something needs fixed. Yeah. And the, sometimes... Uh, especially we did it horribly before the battle with the orcs and I think the AI did it back to me until I turned it back around on the uh, AI again we basically bullied the AI when it showed us the armory because we gave the AI no choice as to our weapon selection we were like oh I'm gonna pick out the great shield Aegis fuck yeah yeah he picked out the great shield Aegis Doc Martin took the the appropriately named uh, Dagger Rule Breaker, <laughs> and I took Mjolnir. Like, straight up Thor's hammer. Straight up Thor's hammer. It's like, oh, we're going into battle with orcs? Yeah, here's our uh, armory. And it, and the AI says the armory is filled with a bunch of mundane weapons and armor that it, like, looks a little bit rusty and kind of used. And I'm like, yeah, I go pick up Mjolnir. <laughs> Screw it. I pick up Aegis. <laughs> I'm going into battle. I'm picking the most powerful thing I see right on the top. <laughs> Yep. And like Aegis, the the original unbreakable shield. Yeah, we, we we honestly did. We bullied, we intentionally bullied the AI a few times, uh, and it wasn't you know because we want to escape from a situation like Doctor Bad Touch. 
We're just having fun at this point. Well, we were like, oh, we're about to go into a war scenario. Mm, okay. Sure. Let's make sure we actually survive this. Uh, you know, tools. Tools. Goodies. Goodies. Loot, 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 loot. And it does. It happens at the table. Of course, players are a little bit more subversive about it. Mm-hmm. When they want to bully a GM, they'll, maybe they got something that they'll dangle over the GM's head. Like, hey, I'm your ride or something. Or you owe me, dude. Or I paid for, you know, GM bribes this week. Yeah. And, you know, that's on the GM whether or not they can accept that bullying and or just stop it. Because you can, as the GM, be like, look, dude, that's not happening. You keep trying this, you're off the table. Well, it's an unspoken rule of being a GM. Almost no GM. And I'm going to say it to make it a spoken rule at this point. Oh, because nobody ever told me about it. No GM I know of before me has ever said it. But being a GM, or a game master, a storyteller, an orderly, whatever game system you're playing that has a title to give you, a desk, uh, a screen hiding desk jockey, whatever, it is a leadership position. Yeah. You are technically leader of that group. You are instructing not just the way the campaign goes. But you are setting the precedent for conduct at the table. Mm -hmm. And if somebody starts bullying you at the table openly, uh, either through blackmail or strong arming or whatever means, it's going to tell the rest of the players that you are a weak GM and they will also start bullying you in their own ways, whatever. And if this goes on too far, eventually you're not running the game anymore. Your players are. You are just the guy there to flip pages on a module and that's it. And at that point, you've lost. It, like, you, D&D is not a game, or any of these games, RPG systems, is not a game of competition. But you lose if you lose control of the narrative as the storyteller. Yeah. As and whatever the titling is, you've lost. Everybody's there to have fun, yes. But as the game master, is leadership position, you set the precedent... And if a player starts, you know, telling you how the game is run and you bend over once. Give an sure, inch, give a mile. You know, give an inch, give a mile. But maybe they make a compelling argument. You're like, okay, well, run it this way from this point on because that does make sense and it seems to fit with the rules. You know, if it's a, if it's a good logical discourse, it goes between both parties and it becomes kind of like a roundtable conversation and everybody agrees, that's all fine. But when you start having one player tell you how to run the game or say, well, that shouldn't happen. Then you've got a problem at your table. Yeah. yeah. And we did this through the AI. We're like, hey, this is going to happen. Eat a dick. In fairness, we were the AI that we were dealing with, you know, is the lesser of the two. There's a monthly subscription. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. And yeah, you get there, the better is, AI. Yeah, the so, uh, we were using the Griffin version of the AI. There's a Dragon version, which is way more robust. Everybody who uses it seems to love it. It makes sense, you know, because it's actually using... The better AI, functionally. It's, it's using the better AI. So, you know, it makes sense. And at the same token, the Griffin AI has the collective memory of trying to catch water in a sieve or strainer. Like I, it like doesn't I, work. Well, like I said, dude, it has the memory of a goldfish. It's like a certain computer SCP that wants world domination, but wipes its own memory every 24 hours. <laughs> Yeah, the AI can't remember shit. Well, maybe it can in Dragon. I don't have any experience with that because I'm not paying ten bucks to experiment with that. Yeah, uh, not in these times when ten bucks might mean I eat tomorrow or not. 
or you can pay rent or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the run has kind of screwed up my financial fun shenanigans. Otherwise, I'd have no goddamn problem with it. Yeah, if it wasn't for, you know, the Rona, you know, bending you over backwards for finances. Not quite there yet, but you're getting there. I'll get there eventually. And then I will begin my non-artificial intelligence-inspired... Um... (laughs) I'm not going to say anything further because it may be incriminating. I'm just going to leave it there. Hail Caesar! (laughs) Well, we are about at that time anyways, fellas, so let's go into final thoughts on... Well, AI GM or GMing in general, I suppose. Uh, I'm actually really excited about uh, an AI GM. This is definitely new technology. There's another side about out uh, for solo playing uh, as part of my final thoughts. Uh, the other website, I do not like the graphical user interface. It's really weird, not very welcoming to new players who just jump on the website. Uh, as far as AI Dungeon itself... It has strong potential. It's only been up for about a year. It has a very limited user base actually dialoguing with the artificial intelligence. So it only has... It's still learning. It's It's still learning. It has a small pool. I Um, mean, I'd I'd put it around like a a eighth, seventh, seven, eight-year-old in terms of like creativity with a ten-year-old's knowledge. But at the same time, you're looking for a GM who's had, you know, a year or two behind his belt to actually deal with player shenanigans, and he ain't got it yet. There are a lot of things holding AI Dungeon back right now, and, like, I think in the last year, it's only got several thousand users that have actually interacted with it, and only a few hundred who interact with it on a regular basis. So it has a very small pool of data to pull from, to learn from. Yeah, and it's, you know... But I'm excited about this technology because in the future, five years from now, there may be completely AI-driven role-playing games. Uh, It's not going to be the human experience. Nothing can ever replace the human experience of having a real GM there. But for an automated gaming system, this is actually a step forward. It's really clever. It is very clever. And I can definitely see some potential in this for actually like console gaming or computer gaming with actual on-screen graphics instead of text. Yeah, I mean, like if you if you were to situate this AI with you know, this is the base guideline module. Okay, here's your module. You've read it. You understand it. Go run it for anyone who logs in. Yeah, basically. Uh, I don't know. At that point, for my final thought, it's more of. Uh... I don't know, Baldur's Gate at that point. It really is just, we've uploaded all the variables and it's procedurally generated from here, so... Have fun. You know, you're you're playing WoW at that point. Yes and no. I mean, if you could, like, you know, yes, we had to browbeat the AI a few times because it was... Ditzy? Let's use the word ditzy. Yeah, very ditzy. Bubble-handing. But at the same token, it was really descriptive at times. Like, uh, we were talking about Blasphemous bandaging his nose, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about... It's, it's, it's like trying to roleplay with the computerized version of a blonde joke. <laughs> you're not wrong. I wish you were wrong, but you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it is rather interesting. And it's... Yeah, it's... I think I think like Goblin has said, it's got potential. It's got it's, potential. 
It's got potential. It just needs more. It needs more experience outright. Yeah, my, my oh final, my final, absolute last thought on this, and I'm just going to go right back to my crypt after saying this, is go ahead, interact with this AI if you are a game master, especially a new one, interact with it, and any way this AI annoys you or does something that just makes you go, huh, what? Don't do that at your game table when running a game because if your AI is confusing you and you run a game the same way... Chances are yeah. good it's not going to go well for your players either. The AI is a great educator for a game master of what not to do. I'm just saying that. Now I'm going back to my crib. Later, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, my final thoughts on this one are simple. I really like the text base, um, but it seriously just reminds me of, like, Oregon Trail 2.0 High Fantasy Edition. Or in space, because it's got that option. Well, I, I did just a, a mystery thing, but I'm definitely going to keep that link up for the free version whenever I'm bored. Yeah, it's, like, it's a fantastic time waster. Like, we didn't even realize when we did our little our first session that, holy crap, four hours have gone by of us just giggling at this stupid AI. And it was... It was hilarious. You know, there was plenty of moments when, like, a roommate would walk by and read over the shoulder and be like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> it was great! And if, you, if, if you're into that sort of, like, almost shock humor, you are going to enjoy this. And I think that the more people that do, that do enjoy this, that do experiment with it, that do poke, bother, fuck with the AI, the more it will learn, the more it will get better, and everyone will get to enjoy it better in the future. That's my thoughts. Kazarkan, back to this guy's. Darth Blasphemous signing off. Congratulations, you have died of dysentery.